Here a creature, there a creature, everywhere a creature, creature. Although some of my favorites were made with practical effects, technology has advanced to the point where nowadays most creatures are made with CGI. In this episode, number 2214, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be discussing the making of creatures when they answer the commonly asked question, what are some of your favorite CGI creatures on the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to our podcast, it's really great to see you. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Marta K. from Warsaw, Poland, to our Ask Us Anything page at the cgbros.com website. Marta asks, what are some of your favorite CGI creatures? And by the end of our discussion, you'll not only know what some of our favorite CGI creatures are, but you'll also hear a little bit about the history of creatures in general in CG, uh, both CGI creatures and creatures prior to CGI in entertainment. And we'll finally discuss and show you some examples uh, of CGI creatures that we consider either the most realistic uh, or the most unrealistic, and probably should have used a different technique. But uh, nonetheless, be sure to stay to the end of the podcast, where we'll be jumping into the mailbag as well and sharing some of really great comments uh, from you on some of our past podcasts. I'm Sean Johnson, one of your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And I'm uh, Bill Johnson, the other host of this podcast. <laughs> and together we're known high and low as the CG Bros. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a fun question. I couldn't, I couldn't even help myself. I, I was laughing all the way through, almost. Um, so, Bill, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this one to you. Uh, do you want to start the discussion today? Sure, Sean. Uh, you know, to me, and this, I was thinking, what were we going to talk about uh, on this one? Because I know, we, you know we've talked about stop motion animation of, of creatures. We've talked about how creatures are created using animatronics. We've talked about uh, green screen techniques and blue screen techniques and virtual set extensions, different, different, uh, you know, compositing and uh, matte painting, and just different things that, that allowed, you know, creatures to be brought to life, uh, at least prior to CGI. And, um, you know, when we're talking about creatures, our, our favorite CGI creatures, it got me thinking about just how many creatures I've seen over time um, in my life. And, um, you know, they, you know, they're all different kinds. I mean, they're different sizes, they're different shapes, they're, they're different styles, you know, they're different, they come from different genres, um, from, you know, realistic to fantastic. And when I started thinking about what we were going to talk about, I, I got to thinking about all the different categories of, of creatures that I've seen. And, uh, you know, look at recent movies like The Jungle Book and Lion King and, and a host of other movies that just use real world creatures. Uh, those are stunning, if not you know, even more incredible than some of the more fantastic creatures that, that we see. Yes, and some of the history of creatures in movies is pretty interesting. Uh, went back uh, all the way to around 1910 with Frankenstein, and that was really the first motion picture uh, adaptation of uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein um, story. And uh, I looked at some of the, the uh, video. I'm not going to show any of that, but I uh, looked at that, and the, the creature was pretty interesting looking. It had, had a bunch of... Um, kind of uh, stringy, really stringy hair. Um, and it was, uh, you know, if you look online, you can find it. And it's, it's obviously, it's a silent movie. And uh, it actually looks kind of creepy for that time. I think that because of the black and white, it always seems to make it make things look a little bit more creepy in my mind. Um, and then, of course, in 1915, there's a, there's a movie called The Gollum. And that's also a silent movie. 
and that actually looked pretty decent. Um, I'm not sure if it was made in France or United States, but I think it was not made in this country. Um, and then, of course, you've got, you mentioned uh, in our discussion before this, before we even started the podcast, was you were talking about Nosferatu with me, uh, that German um, uh, movie that was made. And that actually, you see a lot of reference to that in movies today where they, they, uh, they pay homage to that, that look and feel of that, that creep creepy creature with the long fingers and the, and the distorted head looking thing. I don't know how much makeup that guy actually had, but it looked really, really disturbing from the, from that time frame. You know, tr- creatures really hadn't uh, taken, you know, they, they're, they've, they've been spotty as far as you know, cinematics go, just because they're, they're so hard to create and, and to, to create in a believable way. And I think of a lot of filmmakers actually in the past, you know, use dark shadows and, and, and other film techniques uh, to, to really, you know, hide their creatures. And that's kind of what they did in, even in Aliens, the Aliens movie, you really didn't get to see that, you know, they, they kind of hid that, hid the, the alien so that you really, you only got glimpses of it. And that just seemed to make it a little more terrifying. So you don't always have to see it. It doesn't always have to be in your face, you know. Uh, yes, I think it actually works better in a lot of ways uh, because you're seeing too much of it. And I think that's kind of kind of what you see today with a lot of cgi is is everything's really pretty much in your face uh, maybe they should start dialing that back a little bit and, and and kind of give you that creep factor of of you fill in the the gaps of what you're are you really seeing something like that what is actually what does it look like you know it it seems like everybody wants to see the cgi today and it's just like right in your face all the time and you're like okay i get it that's that's a cgi creature or you know what i mean yes and i think you know when i was a kid but my it's something that rivaled CG in my mind. Anyway, was the creature from the Black Lagoon? That was oh. that was my. Uh, I mean, of all the creatures that we watched, and, and we even collected models uh, and, uh, and assembled them of, of all these movie monsters. Uh, we did at one, one point in our lives. But uh, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon to me is, is it's it's the was by far the most believable of all the creatures uh, that we watched. I mean, the the mummy. I guess you know. It's believable. I mean, a guy wrapped in bandages, he could be dead, he could be a zombie. He could, you know, I guess those are all universal, dead. I believe, at, at the time. Uh, yeah, and as far, but as far as, as, you know, a fantasy creature, uh, that, that, that it was just so believable. And, you know, when, when they pulled the hand out of the, out of the dirt, uh, the, the petrified uh, skeleton arm. Oh, the yeah, creature, the hand, yeah. That, that sold me. And, and even when you watch the gills move, when he's, when he's breathing, I mean, for the time, Sean, that was pretty sophisticated. And the, the suit fit really well, and... I mean, the fact that he could swim at such depths and such an interesting style, and well, the whole take thing a was enchanting. It was it was like Beauty and the Beast, except it was brought, brought to what then was current times. So that so that was 1954 when that came out, and it still holds up today to today. I believe they had two different suits, one for underwater and one for on land, and I thought it was that was interesting. Uh, and it was actually designed by uh, Millicent Patrick, um, who was basically the first, one of their first, um, the female work, uh, who basically was an all-female ink and paint department at uh, Walt Disney Studios, and she worked there, um, and she moved to the uh, animation effects department and became an animator as well, and she was actually one of the first female animators at Disney, and she designed the creature from the Black Lagoon, um, and uh, I, I thought that was pretty pretty amazing, that, that story. Um, Especially, you know, given given the fact that there weren't a lot of females, uh, you know, designers back then, in in at least that you would hear about. Um, and wow, what a, what a hats off to her. Let's take a look at what that looks like, Bill. And if you can if you can pin me, let me know when you're ready, and I'll I'll show Go you one of my favorite scenes. I edited this one 
And this, when I first saw underwater, uh, this underwater scene, dun, dun, I, dun, 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 dun. just in black and <laughs> white, of Jaws, that shot there. Yeah, and just the fact of the way he was swimming, I just thought it looked the way he was doing it was very creature-like as well. And obviously, she's on the top of the water, and he's down below in this in this darkness. And I think the black and white again, Bill. I think it it lends itself to. Um, you know, giving giving you that more all more creepiness to the scene uh, overall. So, um, and then when he swims up, upside down and is looking at her, I'm like, wow, that how is he doing that? And he's keeping up with her. It's it's pretty amazing. That is amazing. That's that, that's that's that, I have to say, uh, it, it's just it's so, it's great in so many different ways. Right. I mean, you know, as far as a movie goes, it wasn't even that bad of a movie. No, I thought it was actually really good. I, I in fact heard some trivia when when he was walking on land with the actress. Um, he actually uh, was carrying her in the in the cave scene, and he could, did, couldn't didn't didn't see well out the eyes because it's very very closed in, and he didn't have much um, you know holes through the, through the through the mask. And he actually banged her head up against the the cave wall and and scraped scraped the top of her head. And he oh, didn't so that really was real, know real blood they had in that. Scene. Yeah, he didn't even know he was actually doing that until she, you know, she started screaming, and then they they say cut, cut, cut. So finally, um, yeah. So that was a great, great movie, fantastic movie. Uh, that reminds yeah, so, me. Go, go ahead. for it. I was gonna say that reminds me. One of my other uh, favorites before CG uh, was also um, the Wolfman. I think all the the those Universal films uh, from that time period when the creatures. Um, you know, World War Two uh, time frame was. Uh, I think. I think that whole look and feel of all of them were just kind of uh, the creature feature that we used to watch. I think on Channel Five in Los Angeles or Thirteen. I can't remember what it was. KCOP. But that KCLA was KCLA and KCOP. Yeah, it just just you know, if you can pin me again, this 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 particular thing. I think the Wolfman kind of got me more than anything else. I, I like creatures that are like hairy, and I think I one of my our future. Our, previous podcast i mentioned the fact that i liked apes and things that look like human beings that just kind of distort or uh, disturbing looking when they stare at you and that's but lon it, cheney jr if i'm not mistaken that's right that's the son of lon cheney who was who starred in the hunchback of notre dame and the found of the opera but uh, the the feet in this changing thing i guess it took 21 hours in some of the scenes where you where you did they did a vfx um um uh, when they were doing the crossfades of the different uh, times where the hair was getting larger and larger. But just the way he walked on his tiptoes really bothered me when I was younger looking at this. I, I was, it was weird. <laughs> and, you know, it, it gives you that kind of uncanny, unsettling feeling. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 this is one of my favorite movies is, is The Wolfman, uh, 1941. In fact, here's a funny trivia scene. Evelyn Ankers, who plays um, the love interest in uh, for Talbot, who's the, the character here that uh, mm-hmm. Lon Chaney Jr. plays, he um, actually, when when he drops her in the mist and she fall, well, actually she f- fell and fainted in the mist on the ground. The fog fumes were so strong that she passed out, and it, she was actually unnoticed by the director and crew for who were uh, concentrating on another aspect of the scene, and she remained there unconscious in the in the, in the fog until a studio technician began uh, breaking down the set and they found her and they they revived her and everything because she had been knocked out from the fumes. Well, that's one 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 of the good uh, cases. Well, one case we've talked about often is just in the use of pyrotechnics, and and, and a lot of times it's just the smoke will kill you. You know, you smoke inhalation, so it's nice to add that stuff. You know, in CG. Oh, for sure, for sure. 
Yeah, I yep. think one of my uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, creatures had to be uh, well, the, the ja from Japanese monster lore, uh, Godzilla, of course, the kaiju, um, and kaiju and, films. You know, what really got me into into the, you know after I had seen Godzilla and Rodan and uh, Monster Zero uh, in the movie Monster Zero uh, as a five-year-old, uh, it ingrained in me a, a, a pretty. Well, I was more amazed than terrified. It was, it was like, it was fantastic because I already already been into dinosaurs, and so it, it was just more of kind of the same, kind of the same thing. And so, um, you know, Gamera, Gamera became a favorite of mine early on when I was a kid. Yes, and I think you the, you mentioned when you're mentioning Monster Zero, you actually saw that as a double feature uh, when I didn't get a chance to see that movie with you and Dad and. Our sister, that uh, you went and saw War of the Gargantua as a du double feature with Godzilla versus Monster Zero, what, didn't you? That is true. That's yes. true. And that, that had a horrifying moment where he, he actually ate a singer and chewed her up and spit out her dress. That that to me was as a as a as a kid that was pretty pretty horrifying to see. Yes, yeah, and and for uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I mean, I'm going to pin it right now. I'm showing you right now is is the Green Gargantua. Um, you know, you look at it now and they've got a bunch of miniature sets on it. But if you're a little kid watching this at the time, I mean, the detail that they had, they built in these sets um, with the water and slow motion and everything. It just looks so good. I think, in fact, this this movie itself, War of the Gargantua, uh, Gantuas, was uh, released uh, in Japan in 1966, which I, when I was one. But then it was followed by a theatrical release in the United States in, in 1970. So you probably saw it right around that time. And... Uh, in fact, that particular movie is a, cl a cult classic. And, and in fact, Brad Pitt, Nicolas Cage, Quentin Tarantino um, love this, and, um, and Tim Burton love this. Love this movie. In fact, they didn't know what trees that the Gargantua are in the scenes, which which one the actor was going to pull out of the ground. So they had to make all of the roots for every single one of those trees in the in some of these scenes. Bill, I don't know if you knew that. No, how are they cutting those trees down with those laser beams? So that's amazing. Yeah, the little explosives, pretty impressive for that time period. I just I, and the, just watching them fight each other in the the city, I think thought that was really really well done. And they're brothers. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I think one of my other favorites of uh, pre CGI, and before we move on to CGI, I think we're going a little long here on the pre CGI stuff. But I just want no. to mention, uh, you know, the thing in 1982. Just incredible, incredible practical effects. That that, as a matter of fact, it's 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 a cult classic these days, and uh, the effects really hold up, and they're 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 pretty amazing stuff. And you can you can you look at them, and you you know a couple of them are kind of a little weird, but you know the nice thing about practical effects is they blend they do blend seamlessly into the environment, and if they're done well, uh, you know it's it, it's a thing of beauty to watch. And it gives you more of a visceral feel. It it just you know that that's something real. And it's not something that's that's uh, synthetic, uh, as far as um, you know, computer generated, I should say. So why don't we go ahead and move on to a couple of uh, ones that uh, uh, CGI characters that we uh, really like. Um, you remember Ted. this guy uh, from the past? <laughs> he was a pretty. You know what I really liked about this character was the the texture, the the way they had rendered his fur uh, and it, the stuffing. The outside, what do they call it? The fur. Yeah, that stuffing, mm -hmm. that synthetic fur on his outside, mm -hmm. the outside. Just incredible is the way they animated him and, and rendered him. He uh, and integrated him into the live action. Just just a, a really amazing uh, job here on Ted. Um, and of course, uh, you know one of the, my more recent favorites is is Groot and uh, Rocket. And they they're 
you know, the scene where where uh, you know, Rocket thinks he's lost his best friend is just is a is a is an amazing heartbreaking uh, scene. So uh, <laughs> that's that's definitely they did some really great character animation on that. And Groot, of course, you know uh, the one thing I didn't like about this is uh, you know I am Groot. I, I, I didn't I didn't really get that. Uh, the whole time but, him, him saying I am Groot and, yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. understanding what he's saying. He's saying multiple things and just saying I am Groot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I like that too much. I guess it was funny the first couple times, but I got after that it kind of got. Mm, I don't know. Got, got okay, a one of the way. most disturbing creatures uh, that I've seen in a, uh, has to be this uh, one from Zygote Studios, uh, which is the Zygote. Uh, excuse me, not Zygote Studios from Oat Studios. Excuse me. And, mm-hmm. uh, for the movie Zygote, and we featured them on one of the rigging, uh, you know, how is a creature animated uh, series? But the the creature is just so disturbing, and so horrible. It's made up of human body parts. Wouldn't you uh, say? Wouldn't you say that that um, creature is, was copied in the latest Hellboy? Yes, kind yes, of. I would. And he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's that 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 demonic uh, death like. Um, Overtone, yeah, is definitely uh, imitated in the Hellboy movie. Well, one of my favorites, um, obviously, are this, the best or the most uh, uh, incredible CGI creatures uh, for me, obviously, is, is uh, Gollum, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I don't need to show that, but the Gollum probably is, is probably my favorite next to King Kong. Um, in fact, uh, you know, go back obviously to Jurassic Park. I think that was probably the the the, the first. Well, yeah, so I mean, right? any kid who grew up loving dinosaurs and watching dinosaurs and watching every movie that had a dinosaur in it had to has to hold Jurassic Park, uh, you know, in their hearts. Yes, and, and you look back at it, and you still, you know, in your mind's eye, you think, oh wow, that's it's still. If you look at it now, it's I think it still holds up in in a lot of shots. It still looks really really good. Even that technology early, early on. Um, another one was uh, the District Nine, uh, the aliens, the prawns. Another great, yeah. The aliens in that uh, were fantastically uh, not not only rendered, but they they were animated and in, the way they integrated it into that movie was was great too. And the char- the character design was actually quite quite remarkable. I mean, it was it was looked like it was very complex to rig. Yeah, it, it just reminded me, obviously, prawns. Um, you know, sea creature. Uh, it just yeah had that that's that feel <laughs> it was really creepy and before even uh before i believe in 2014 when when godzilla came out i think as soon as i saw uh, motion, uh moving pictures company mpc do clash of the titans in 2010 um that when you had the kraken come out of the water that and was just, amazing and just roar to me, that was one of the. I, I said, "Oh man, that's that's Godzilla right there." That's I cannot wait to see that Godzilla do, and in fact, I think they did Godzilla as well after that in 2014. And then, of Wasn't course, they did. Didn't they also feature the Titan, the lava Titan coming? Oh, out the, the volcanic monster Kronos. Oh, my yes, gosh. the Kronos was cool when he had the lava and he was just like swinging his arms and the fl- lava was flowing. Man, that it's looks so good. Coming out of there, amazing stuff. Yeah, that was that was that was wonderful. God, I love that. <laughs> Well, here's a here's a scene that uh, was one of my favorites, a creature that's uh, has been a favorite of mine, and I think uh, we featured this in one of our past podcasts as well. But I, I just wanted to make it uh, bring it up again because it's just so well done, and it's kind of a take. It's basically a prequel on the original thing mm-hmm. uh, movie, but uh, this is from 2011, and it's uh, kind of it's made in the same style and the same you know it hits the same beat points uh, of the original and so uh, you know it's not terrible but the cgi is really great and it sh- shows kind of some of the making of 
uh, of the creature there. And the creature, what I kind of like about, it's not one creature, it's several creatures. It kind of morphs into the different creatures, and I think that's what's kind of so cool about it. It has this kind of a central theme, but uh, but it, it can take different forms. So I particularly like the, the, the uh, part where the, uh, where the alien tries to meld with the guy on the floor. Yeah, that's that, one of my favorites. And you know what's really interesting about these, these you know, we do, we do, we've talked about, you know, CGI. None of these shots, I mean, some of them are CGI and some of them aren't CGI and some of them are half CGI. And, and you'll see, in, in, as you can see in some of these making of there, they're part prosthetics and they're parts that are combined with CGI on top. Uh, I think I like really, that. I think I like that approach better. It, it kind of, it, it does have a... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's very unique in in the way it looks. I mean, obviously, it's based on what your what the movie's about and and what you know what the director and wants. But yeah, I agree with you. It, it's uh, I think it yeah, works. Yeah, really here's that here's that guy melding with the other guy. Yeah, when he's screaming, pretty, that was pretty horrifying. That was horrifying. That's what the whole thing about the thing is just when you know you're, it melds with your face and then goes inside your your body. That, that's pretty cool. But yeah, here's, here's uh, the pausing part of the Yeah, story. that yeah, one's. Go for it. No, no, I was going to, you keep going. I was going to, I was going to show my, one of my favorites back to, um, oh, that is terrifying. Yeah, that, that is, that is terrifying. <laughs> wow. Ah. That's, yeah, it's it, an incredible making of it. See, this is where they actually blend live action. And, I mean, that's ha- that part, that's part of the real guy. See, they're actually lifting him up on cables and then they're putting uh, CG uh, prosthetics around him. That's why it looks Fanta- so good. Fantastic stuff. Right. That, Wow amazing so let me let me show you my one of my favorites uh and it goes back to what i said earlier if you can pin me is be it was uh the wolfman the remake of the wolfman i really like this one this this one to me was 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 great as well when he changes if you am i pinned there by the way you are sir oh awesome to me, I thought this this is probably my my favorite most favorite um cg uh creature uh, CGI creature right now is is this one when he changes and, and as soon as you hear the popping and cracking when his hand is changing and it kind of just you know in this unnatural way slips down and just uh, separates and goes oh it's just horrible and then his ouch, toes ouch yeah, the you toes, can hear the crunching of the bones that's the <laughs> yeah I love that man the foley is so so important in these the sound effects but when his toes look how look how fleshy those toes look and how yeah, they just fle- the skin yeah. It's it's so believable, um, and I th- I thought the the mouth when he just opens up wide and, and and his teeth are changing and oh yeah the oh give him a bone <laughs> and then his tongue of course uh, yeah it, it, you know what it's just it's just I, I loved it and and you know maybe people some people look at it and go ah it doesn't look real I don't know. I thought the whole changing part was 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 really really neat. Maybe at the end, maybe you don't like the character design, but I, I thought it was cool. So if people want to, uh, you know, create their own CGI creatures, Sean. Uh, are there any specific tools and software you would recommend uh, to up and coming uh, creature creators? Oh my gosh! Well, uh, there's all the, the the normal ones we talk about: Maya, 3D Studio Max, um, a lot of the the. Uh, I mean. Some of the things that they're doing there, um, I would assume uh, they're using Houdini and some other uh, deformation tools to, to get it look right. And then of course, the rendering and the lighting it has to be right because the skin, I mean, you're looking through that's translucent. So you're seeing that subsurface scattering of light going through it. Like if you had, had your hand up against a, a light, you can see through your skin. So, And then the wetness and 
that, and of course the fur. I mean, all of those things you could probably get in, in Maya. I would I would assume there's there are those plugins for it. You could probably get pretty close. I've, in fact, I've seen someone online where somebody's actually used some of those plugins, uh, and then used uh, Maya or Max to do some of those scenes themselves. Yes, what I think there's you? also uh, there's a pretty new um, you know if you don't want to get into doing 3D creature creation. Um, there's a Google AI team has a project that's pretty interesting called Chimera Painter. Have you seen that? I have not. It um, it uses AI uh, that's trained um, to and basically what it does is it it changes your painting. So if you have a digital painting uh, of a creature or you know it could even be a pencil a pencil drawing uh, of a creature. It uh, software the AI actually goes through and creates a a fully rendered CGI monster out of it. Really? Basically, uh, you know, it's tell it where what body parts are in the front and which which body parts are in back. Hmm. Um, you and you tell it where you know where the head is and where the tail is, and uh, it goes through and it it finishes it up for you. And it, it's some pretty amazing results. Uh, I'd say wow. AI is is coming a long way as far as you know, at least concepting uh, creatures is concerned. It is, um, and just uh, just to say, lastly, um, yeah, my one of my favorites, obviously, is Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Man's Chest is his. Uh, that CGI creature uh, was just probably the best I've seen in any movie um, by far. It still is so good, and that was one of my favorites. How about you? You know, the, the thing I liked mostly about about them was the the rendering. Uh, and and particularly David the animation of Davy Jones' tentacles. I mean that I think by far out out outdoes any of the the creatures I've seen in the Caribbean. Uh, and I think his series. eyes also were so amazingly real, and it just it just went so they did such a great job on it. That's all I can say. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into the uh, mailbag, Sean? All right. Well, this is from, uh, we got a comment from uh, Matthew. Oh, you're, still, you're still playing the uh, captain behind. Oh, okay. Well, let me take that off. That's okay. which is cool. Which yeah. Is cool. Okay. So this is from Matthew or Corsillo. And he's uh, actually, I believe he's either a student now or a former student at Ringling School of Art and Anim- Animation and Design. Actually, Ringling School of Art and Design, excuse me. Uh, and he says, your channel has a wide audience and a great reputation uh, thank you so much, uh, Matthew. We we uh, we really appreciate uh, the comment. Uh, the next comment is from uh, Zafrius Rasnake, uh, and he commented on how uh, our podcast and how swarming and flocking animations were created. That was, I think, podcast twenty one twelve, if I'm not mistaken. And Zafrius says this could be Rasnaki. It could be Rasnaki. Zaf- Zafrius Rasnaki. I think that's what it is. Oh, very funny. <laughs> but I could you know be what? wrong. I'm sorry, Zafrius, if I really messed up your name. Uh, but uh, Zafrius says, uh, Skyrim has some insect effects of ants moving around environments, and it reminds him of uh, Grand Theft Auto V street and light traffic. Uh, the lights on the cars from every from a very long distance away, and he noticed that it mainly uh, was because... He noticed it mainly because uh, he was in a VR... Uh, looking down at the ground and seeing ants. Anyway, uh, Zafri, we thank you for uh, leaving a comment and uh, uh, listening to our podcast. We appreciate it. Yes, we all, we should uh, check out some VR uh, games and see how. I don't know if it's uh, um, prime time yet. I don't know if it's good enough. I mean, I've seen some of it, but I'd have to take another look at some of the latest VR headsets. Have you had a chance to look in any of those? I've not, but that's a great idea. To, uh, I think we have that on an upcoming podcast, uh, one on VR as well as one on AR. So Nice. Uh, 
kind of uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and we want to thank you again for being part of our podcast today. Uh, we do them just for you, and we had uh, a lot of fun answering Marta's question. What are some of your favorite CGI creatures? And we hope that you enjoyed our discussion and that you uh, learned something that you didn't know uh, as well. Uh, if you did, please help us out by sharing uh, this podcast with some of your friends, and be sure to click that like button because it does help our channel by uh, helping YouTube find other people who are interested in this kind of uh, cool content just like you are and by the way if you you've got a subject you'd like us to cover in a podcast uh, please let us know by jumping onto our website thecgbros.com and clicking the about us tab and then uh, the ask us anything uh, tab just like marta did it's that simple uh, we're always looking to improve our podcast and we'd like to know what you think so please leave us a quick comment uh, good bad and not so good uh, we we appreciate anything so. Absolutely, and we bring you a sizzling hot new edition of the CG Insider uh, right here every week, uh, where, of course, we discuss anything having to do with computer graphics and CG animation, as well as digital effects and a veritable plethora of other related and interesting topics that uh, come into our headspace. So if you haven't already checked out our YouTube channel, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, you're missing out on some uh, great uh, award-winning uh, state-of-the-art CGI short film entertainment, as well as some cool breakdowns and making ofs and behind-the-scenes stuff created by some of the most talented new media producers out there today. We're really looking forward to seeing you again right here for next week's podcast, where we're going to be answering another great question submitted to us. What are some of your favorite deep fakes? That Ooh. will be another great one, Sean. Yes, I'm looking forward to that one. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what are some of your favorite CGI creatures? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment too, because we might share it on a future podcast and mention you by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell. So you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they, too, can enjoy the audio-only version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what are some of your favorite deep fakes? See you next time.